Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hi, welcome to a new episode of Buzzworthy Radio on this Friday. TJIF, the start of Memorial Day weekend, is May 27, 2011, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time on BlogTalkRadio.com and BuzzworthyRadio.net. I'm your host, Nabelle Jay-Z. I have the pleasure of bringing to you uh, one of the actors on the new Disney Channel hit series, Shake It Up. He plays the role of Gunther, and trust me, I am not going to try to do it in that accent that he does it in. I'll let him do the honors for that. <laughs> and his name is Tedden Duty. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for coming on to the show today. Pleasure having you. Hey, man, it's great to be here. Great to be here. I love the intro. I Well, look, I love how you present yourself with your, uh, your on-screen uh Brother and sister, Tinka, and I'm just like, uh, it's just, it's just hilarious. I mean, how? First of all, let me ask you, how did you even come up with the concept of that accent? And do, do we even know where they're from? <laughs> we don't know yet, but we do want know one of their um, holidays, and that's going to be coming up in one of the episodes, in I think a few, a week or two. So that's going to be very exciting because you know that was, it was a really fun episode to shoot. You get to meet our parents, see what where we live. And it's, uh, it's it's pretty exciting, and you know, the whole accent part uh, that was it was fun to create because, you know, I I've always liked accents. I've always liked trying to pick them up, you know, like Jamaican and stuff like that. But the accent itself is sort of like a mixture of Russian, German, and then sometimes for the little, still add in Italian and Irish. And so it's a very it's pretty unique, I think. You're just like playing around with it until you found something that kind of fit. Yeah, I mean, you know, and Gunther is the way he is, and that's just the way he, you know, he shows himself. And the parents have a very thick, you know, a much more thick accent. And, um, you know, Tinka seems is a bit more thick than Gunther in, you know, in her style of the accent, which is which is cool because, you know, we are East playing. You know, not the way I think of it is no one person in, in the United States has the same, quote-unquote, American accent. Whereas, right. You know, True. So it'd be the same in any country. Absolutely. I I just love it. I just love the fact that of, of your character is uh, I would consider the brother and the sister the frenemies of the stars of the actual show. For those of you who don't know what Shake It Up is, uh, we'll, we'll we'll let him explain exactly what the concept of that show is. But before we get into that, I have to say it's like the frenemies of the two stars of the show, Rocky and CC. Uh, of the program, and, and even though they're frenemies, Gunther especially provides more of the comedic part in the show, which I love. Um, so, yeah, tell tell those that who are not aware of what Shake It Up is, what exactly is the show, and your character a little bit. All right, so I'll, I'll so you you mean the plot first, right? Yeah, what is the yeah the concept of the show? Pretty much what it is. All right, so the con- the whole concept of Shake It Up is that these two girls, Cece and Rocky, who are best friends, you know, best friends for life type thing, want to be on this dance show called Shake It Up. And so, you know, they go in the audition, and they end up getting on after the, you know, the, towards the end of the first episode. But the way that, you know, I liked how the pilot episode played out because, you know, you didn't at first really know if they're going to get on or anything, and it, it, was, sort of, it was sort of a nail-biter for me 
not Gunther. Gunther, you know, sort of was hoping they wouldn't. Um, but, you know, we get on the show as well, and, you know, we're all, all four of us are dancers on this show, and it, it's exciting because, you know, it's like, it's basically teens, or um, young, you know, old middle school, I I, I, I think, yeah, yeah, teens, basically, mm-hmm. you know, in this adult environment, you know, on this dance show called Shake It Up Chicago, and, you know, basically doing what all adults do, except they make, I think, like, 40 a week. Yeah. Which isn't bad, actually. <laughs> that's, like, minimum wage. So I think that's good. For, well, that's good for teens, don't you think? 40 bucks a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I didn't make any money when I was a teenager. Are you kidding? <laughs> if, if I, I would have been, I would have been really happy if they gave me ten bucks a week. I, I would have been really happy with that, please. But it's a really good show. Uh, I, I, I like it. And uh, were you a dancer before you got this <laughs> no, work? No, 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 See, in my audition, no? actually, no. In my audition, they're like, so, uh, can you like dance to Boom Boom Pal? I'm like. Yeah, sure. Are you talking, you know, fever disco style or um maybe a little funk, you know, with the na 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 Batman type thing with, you know, the little peace signs in front of the eyes? Like that that was like and they're like, Oh no, like hip hop like we can try and it was it was so bad. I, I don't know. I think the only way I could possibly have gotten in was because of just being like you know, being good there. I'm like I walked out and I go, Dad I God will be Giving me a miracle if he if he gets me this job because there's no way they're gonna give me the job yet because of my dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but now oh, here I am, funny. you know, a year later, and I do hip hop. Like we just got out of a three and a half four hour dance rehearsal for a season. Mm-hmm. Or wait, no, yes, yeah, we got out of a you know three and a half four you know four hour dance rehearsal from t- for today. And, it, and it, you know, now I'm like, and I'm hitting it, and I'm doing well, and now I'm also, you know, taking up breaking or break dancing, as it's uh, commercially called. So yeah. Wow. Just, See, look how I'm, far you know, come I, I, from that one moment where you couldn't dance, and now, and now here you are dancing. Exactly. I, love it. I mean, it's just it's a lot of hard work, a lot of training. Oh, I don't doubt that for a minute. I mean, honestly. I mean, I I I pretty much dance all the time. I'm not professional at it, but it, it, it's it's but it uh, it's rigorous. It's tough. Oh yeah. And and it's crazy. Pulling three four hour days just doing all those routines, especially what we see, um, Bella Thorne and, and Zendaya. You know what they're able to do on the majority of the time on on the show. That 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 talent right there. That's a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Props to them. Oh yeah. And how did you how did you first get into acting? Like uh, you were acting at a very young age. I think you did your first first you had your first experience in acting at the age of four. Four? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> that that would be cool. No? Um, but no, no. I I started maybe around ten, give or take. Ten. Yeah, ten. And so I've only I've only been doing and then and that was in theater. And so I, I I started off in theater as a theater background um, because I the whole story is I, in third grade I was doing you know PowerPoint presentations basically you know like the one clicking the slides and blah 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 for my for my honors classes in um in my at my school and so my dad and mom wanted to make sure that I wouldn't have peer pressure or any you know 
basically any, you know, nervousness and be able to project and, uh, you know, just enjoy being up there. And so my dad put me in a theater class over the summer, and I fell in love with it. You know, I had a great time. But that's not even the start of it. The camp director was also the casting director for the the play coming up at the theater. And it was at Dallas Ooh. Theater Center. So she's like, hey, um, I, we'd really love to have Kent, you know, come in. But, um, you know, it'll it'll probably be in a few months, so just keep your phones, you know, ready. And they're like, oh, right. yeah, she's you know, pulling out her leg. We're not going to pay, you know, any more money just to, you know, so we can, you know, get like a, you know, stand in the background and like wave. <laughs> but um, it's like turned out I actually did an audition for Christmas Carol at the Dallas Theater Center, and um, I had to sing a cappella. And they, and the, but the funniest part to me, like from this whole, like, you know, the first thing, we walk in there and like, so do you have his headshot? My dad's like, he's ten. Do you want a Polaroid or something? How do, how do you have a headshot at 10 years old? Wait, I, yeah, first of all, like how does a 10-year-old year even know like what a, for a headshot, headshot is? Re- resume? And my dad's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, you know, he's like, I, little, I don't even have a headshot and resume. What are you talking about? So, like, we took a Polaroid, and um, I walked in the room, and, you know, auditioned, did my little, you know, thing, and walked out, and we're like, ah, oh, you know, whatever comes of it, comes of it. And I ended up doing 36 performances in between Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve. And so, wow. And then, you know, I took a break, and then I went out for Ragtime a year later. And uh, I got, I was fortunate enough to work work at, in Denton. And uh, it, it, the unfortunate thing was it was right across the street from an old, old-timey ice cream parlor. So uh, needless mm-hmm. to say, I gained a few pounds working on that one. But that was, yet again, another 36 performances, approximately the same amount of time. But it was, it was, I loved it. And so my parents put me into, you know, it's like, let's see if he really, you know, wants to, like, if he really is going to enjoy it. So that my dad then went on. I'm giving you the long version of the story. So that way, you know, you know, you know the oh, whole entirety. Of it. I love it. So they put me in a, like, basically a little workshop over the summer at a uh, acting studio in Dallas. And there was a showcase at the very end, you know, the little, like, basically the workshop, if you will. And my agent, Miss Osbrink, as well as her daughter, Dawn, were there. And, they, you know, basically, it's, you know, they're like sort of quote-unquote judges, I guess. It was, it was sort of that type of feel. You know, you're all in this auditorium. Then you go up to, like, basically the table and you perform a commercial and then you do a theatrical role, and so mm-hmm. like, and it's or and it was either a monologue or you're partnered up, and, and you give them your little headshot, you know, and everything. And I've seen pictures of me back then, and I was about half my size, half my weight, longer hair, and I'm like, wow. And but you know, it it, it was pretty surreal because few like a few months later, we she's like, hey, if you guys can you guys come and try out pilot season just for like six weeks. You don't, like, really have to, like, quote-unquote sign up, you know, just, if you guys are, just try out, and let's just, let's, you know, we can continue, and so we're like, okay, okay, so we came out, and I started, you know, I got Christmas in Paradise, and then I went on, got a commercial, and just sort of, like, everything kept falling into place, and so we just sort of stayed out here and kept going, and, you know, we went back over the summer, and, you know, it it was really cool, because, I was able, I was, you know, working and I was loving everything. I was learning a lot of life experiences and lessons, you know. Here's how you, you know, deal in the working world type thing. So I was able to learn that very young. And now, you know, I'm on this sitcom that's, you know, 
you know, pretty much every week, you know, we're going in, or every day we're going in and we're working, you know, for weeks on end. But, we, you know, we do like an episode a week and, you know, it's, it's enjoy- and I enjoy- love it because, you know, I'm, you know, being able to, you know, express my craft and my knowledge of it and my experiences for it. And it's been a great experience and I've been very blessed. Oh, by the way, Happy it? Apocalypse, we all survived. Oh, my. You know, I can't believe someone said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And I, I, first of all, I... It was a I, beautiful day for me outside. on Apocalypse. I, I was really I was happy outside. with it. Let me tell you, I was outside. <clears throat> I was at a baseball game. I went to the went to the Philadelphia Phillies game. We were actually doing a tailgate first, then the game. And the DJ was like saying, I, I had no idea until just now that it, the DJ was raptured. So I was like, oh, God. So they start playing Blondie's rapture song. So so we were just standing outside. And then it starts raining. And then and then the DJ comes on and saying, it's past six. And we just survived the apocalypse while it's raining outside. I, I, I'm just like, I think that's a very moot point that just happened here. It is raining when the apocalypse was supposed to go down where I was at. That's awful. <laughs> See, for me, I was in Savannah, Georgia. Or I, no, no, wait, wait, no, no. I was at. Where was I? I was. Out, I know I was outside, and it was really nice out. And you know, I'm sort of chilling there, and you know, and then you just like hear everybody go, "We survived." <laughs> it was like six thirty. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. I just survived apocalypse. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And you're probably like going like, "What's the apocalypse?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, wait, isn't that like next year? Oh well. <laughs> we survived. We survived this one, and this way until 2012. That's all. That's what the movie said. <laughs> I can't. I I have yet to see that movie, so I think I'm gonna go rent it and watch it. You know, just like just to amuse myself. And then I'm going to, you know, so you're go and rent it again in 2013, January 1st. <laughs> just, so you, you know, just to sort of rub it in. We, have, we truly have no idea when we're all, when the apocalypse is going to go down. Absolutely It's not. like, we, we don't know, you know. You're not supposed to know. It's supposed to be, a, like, just, like, as fast as you poss- it possibly can happen. Then suddenly it's just going to be crazy on Earth, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, like, it says it right there in, in the Bible itself. We we mm-hmm, all exactly. as humans don't know when it's going to come. It's going to come like a thief in the night. And it's like, okay, cool. I can deal with it. It happens. Pretty much how we all have to look at it. It's like when it happens, it mm-hmm. happens. And you can't do anything about it. So Exactly. That's why I love telling everybody, right, especially now, and I, I do, uh, my colleague actually went ahead and said this on air a few hours ago. And I definitely want to put that out there as well for for those for those of you who are affected by the tornadoes that have been happening out there in, in Mississippi, Joplin, Mississippi, and everything. You know, all mm-hmm. of us here at the show, uh, we we all our, our hearts go out to all of you. And if you wanted to donate anything to the uh, Missouri uh, Tornado Relief to the Red Cross, text Red Cross to nine zero nine nine nine. Ten dollars will get donated to the Red Cross for that. So hearts. Thoughts and prayers are out there with all you guys out there in in the Midwest, and I just it's really a shame, really a shame whenever I think about that. Yeah, my I have a cousin who goes to Alabama State, and mm-hmm. he, or Al, University of Alabama, 
sorry. Um, and there, a tornado just tore right through the campus type thing, and it's like, oh. oh but she my was gosh. Her, her roommate. She and her roommate. We didn't know that any like you can get a hold of them because like all landlines are down, everything. So like everybody's like freaking on our family. They're like, what's happened to Rachel? What's happened to Rachel? And I finally text her, and she yeah. texted me back, but hasn't gotten a hold of her mom yet. Oh no. And her mom's on the phone with my dad. So I'm like, oh, Aunt Tabra, by the way, she's okay. <laughs> and I'm she's like, she's and she's right, like why didn't she I'm call really me? And it was, it was crazy. <laughs> but um, her her roommate was on the phone with her mom. Not not Rachel, my aunt. But um, her roommate's mom was on the phone with her roommate. And her roommate looks out the window while she's talking to her. And her mom's like, watch out for, you know, a tornado. It's supposedly going to be coming close to the campus. She's like, I see it, and it's coming straight towards our... And then the the phone cut out. Oh, oh. and it was That's like the... you've got to be. I mean, like you know, to be that mom in that moment where the phone cuts out right as she's saying it's coming towards, and then and just like cut. You're like, the oh no! Scariest thing. The scariest thing ever yeah. to have that happen. And oh, apparently, wow. it's like, and a friend of theirs, or a friend of like a boyfriend's, or a friend's boyfriend got thrown, you know, like, 300 yards or whatever, like, in the tornado. Mm-hmm. He, and he came, and he's okay. Good. Like, you know, like, thank you, you know, to God. I mean, like, he was really protecting him and protecting them. It was just like, <sighs> you know? You, you really, and this is me personally, I don't know how anybody else feels about this, but for me, it's specifically... I've always felt that I probably will be oblivious to those kinds of events or any of those events happening to me or anybody I know close to. If it's not a family member, then it's a friend or something of the sort. You know, you you know, I sit here and I was one of those people that was like, oh yeah, none of this stuff would ever happen to me. None of this stuff would ever happen to anybody I know. No, you know what I mean? But uh-huh. you really don't know, and it actually can happen to you. And and that's really the scariest part about it because I think it woke me up when it actually went down for one of my friends. And they live there in the Midwest. And and I'm just, like, going, like, this really can happen to people that, you know, people that you love, people that you care about. And you just, like, wake up and just go, wow, this really could happen. no No one is safe, per se, by anything at all. Mm-mm. And I don't understand yeah. how people could have those misconceptions, you know? Yeah. I find it easier just, you know, like, basically put it all in the hands of God, and then I'm okay. You know, because as long as I know that he is up there, and I have faith mm-hmm. in that, I can sort of basically not live carefree, per se, but be happy, because I'm. it's not oh, all yeah. on me. And, I, you know, you see people, like, running around, like, with coffee and the jitters, and their hair's, like, everywhere, and they're, like, freaking out, and, like their business suit and their ties, like, or, you know, like, they're just, like, freaking out all the time, and you're just, like, you know, you're sitting there, and you're just relaxed, and you're, like, just let it go. Like, a family a family thing that we is. always say, like, every day is, let go, let God. You know, like, first thing you say every day, let go, let God. And, I mean, that day, when you when you remember to say that, you feel good. You know, no matter what like happens, that. you are Okay. It's like the Kuna Matata, you know, from the Lion King. <laughs> it means no words. I, I never thought of it that way, though, but that's a good point. 
And I used to say that all the time, too. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But, no, I I, I, I totally agree. I, I really agree with everything that you just said, especially now. You know, you know, live life to your to the fullest extent, and and have fun while doing it, because um, you all you only have one life to live, and why not mm-hmm. live it to the best that you can? And you know, and you're pretty much doing that right now with everything that's been going on with you. Uh, you got you doing the show, uh, which you probably never ever thought it would ever happen for you, but it has, which is incredibly incredibly amazing. Um, totally. Are you? Are you? Because uh, I've seen pictures of you playing the guitar. You do, you do you write songs? You play some songs? You write some music and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I've been playing guitar for I think three three and a half years now, or around something around there. I don't know. Um, but and I've been singing. This this one is the I've been singing since you know I can remember. And my first quote unquote performance is in front of the entire church. And I was singing with my dad, like, basically on his shoulders. And that was sort of like, like, and I was like three. Mm. So I have been performing for a long time. It's just not specifically acting. So that was my, and that's my little, sh- my soapbox, if you will. Your soapbox? <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. I and use I, that term I, and around I, kids my, my age, and they're all, like, looking at me like a, a lunatic. And I go, what, you don't think that's the bee's knees? <laughs> Just to sort of rub it look, in. Look, I think Kool Aid's the bee's knees, alright? So I can't judge. Oh, oh yeah. See? See? Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. Finally, mm-hmm. someone who understands. Someone who understands. Gotta get yourself some Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Are you, are you an original Kool Aid kind of guy? I'm a red Kool-Aid kind of guy. Nice. Nice. Red. And see, he even understands I mean, because it's the only red. way to go, you know? It's red. He even understands red. Oh, man. See, see, now we would be best friends for life now because he totally understands. Oh, yeah. Totally. He totally, totally understands my Kool-Aid fixation. I love it. Finally. And he he doesn't even judge. He doesn't even look at me like I lost my marbles because everybody else does when I mention Kool-Aid. I mean, everybody thinks it's the funniest thing, but it's the truth, man. I can't, can't live without it. Best thing ever. Best thing ever. You gotta at least have it once. It's got to be on your bucket list. Right? Right. Tell them that, man. Tell them that. See, see, I, I tried, but no one wants to listen to 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 me when I say that. They think I, they think I'm nuts, but. Maybe if it came from Ket and Judy from a television show, then they might listen to to that, but they won't listen to me. No. What no. you need to tell them is, is if next time that someone says you're nuts, you should say yes. Walnuts or pecans. And just go with it. <laughs> Make a joke out of it, and then like just see what their reaction is. Because so like, oh, I, I've got, I, I tend to have a lot of energy when I'm you know working because I, I I love it, and you know it's like sort of like you know the ideal thing for me to be doing whether it be music, dancing, or acting. And so people, a lot of people are like, dude, you are nuts. How do you have so much energy? I go, pecans are walnuts. And I can completely, mm. like, dismantle the energy part, and I just ask them that. And I just look at them dead in the eye, completely blank stare. <laughs> and, and everyone has a different reaction to it. I mean, some people just laugh at it now because, you know, they know it's a joke. But it's funny to watch, you know, people who aren't in the quote-unquote know 
watch watching their reaction to what I to what All I right. said. See, I get that too. There's someone I do the exact same thing with on Twitter, and then people look at it and go like, "What?" are you guys talking about? And I completely don't get it. But then you have those that are in the know that totally understand it, but then there's others that look on the outside going like, huh? Uh-huh. And have the blank stare going on and go like, huh? Jaw-dropping, huh? I'm like, yeah, no reason to explain it anymore. <laughs> it's an inside joke. It. It's just an inside joke. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. And, and, and since you said something like that, since you have the most energy, especially when you're working, I, I have to ask this question because I I, I, I see it in my head. I, I want confirmation. Do you ever, when you're not working and you're outside wherever you are, when you're walking and people see you and they recognize you from the show, do you just talk to them in your Gunther accent? I've only or done no. that twice. And it's always when I'm, like, around, like, those select few guy friends, you know? And they're like, hey, dude, you should totally do it now. Because, I, I mean, it's like I do it rarely just so that way, you know, there's not, like, everybody going, wait. But he just talks to me normally. Then other people, no, he talks in that real accent. That's the real deal, man. And so it's like I try and do it sparingly so that way no one's ready for it. Oh, Because okay. some of them just get surprised just by me talking normal because they only, you know, know me with the accent. So if I talk normally or, you know, with a, you know, like just starting to go, hey, man, what's up? You know, I, I was at the store the other day and just, like, start busting out just crazy, you know, random, just random accents, it completely throws them off. And then I start talking normally and they're like, okay, you're you're confusing me. I have a headache. What what <laughs> accent do you normally use? English. <laughs> and I mean, like, and sometimes, you know, like, they go, so how do you normally talk Jamaican man? <laughs> And and it's great because you know, and then like my friends are trying not to just die laughing because they know, like, because I'll I'll be talking to them and then you'll all, hey, someone's coming over, and I'll like turn around and just start talking to them without them saying hi, like just whip around, go, hey, how are you? And that, and and it's just like it's funny because you know you're you're sort of like pulling like a little semi prank just as your opener to you know them getting to know you. Oh, my God. So, as you can tell, my dad has raised me to be a prankster, but a gentleman. You I'm, must I'm a look gentle forward prankster. to April Fool's Day every year. Oh, yeah. My dad and I didn't do it this year, though. I guess it was because we were working on April Fool's. No one on set remembered. Everybody kept thinking Excuse it was Patrick. Like, all came in green for some other reason. It was hysterical. I'm like, we're, wait, we're wait, all wait, like, wait, wait, wait. So, okay, at the end of the day, happy so, saint. Wait a second. It's April Fool's, isn't it? You're on a set with a bunch of teenagers working, mm-hmm. yep. and not one of you remembered that it was April Fool's Day. Can someone please explain not to me what was one. wrong with that statement? I don't know. It's just like, I guess we were all just so focused on the script. I, I don't know. But I, 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 I tell you, next year, i got to do two just to, get, just to make sure I'm caught up. Possibly three so I can repay the debt. Possibly three. So, Oh, you're yeah, you're you're three, reaching you know. for those high stakes, man. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty crazy. You know, I mean, to see what it's, to see what it's should happen. Three in one day. You can even wait until April day. Fool's Day. I could do it over the summer. This is true because then I'll have more time because I won't be doing my score. You know, I'll have it all see? done, so I'll be able to focus more on here's how I'm going to plan this out. 
take a lot. One that might be what cool is like have like. Hmm. Go ahead. What I was gonna say is what ha- when you finally have it all planned out, videotape it, YouTube it, so all the fans can look at the the the, the prank in action. Kind of oh, thing. that'd be good. Okay, so I speaking of prank in action, I just came up with one as you're saying this. Okay, here we go. Attaching a fishing line to a piece of fruit, like because we have fruit trays, because we're you know our set tries to be very very healthy. So we have fruit trays, you know, every day. So I could, at, when the fruit trays come out, just sort of attach it to a pineapple just right in the middle. Just as someone's going for a piece of, like, just coming over to the craft, you know, craft table where everybody gets their food, start sort of yanking it so it starts moving around. That would, I think that would be funny to watch, have the reaction on tape. Ooh, that'd be good. Do you think one of the, the pranks might lead up into a pie in the face kind of a thing? Or, hmm. Well, I could always Dunking. do that, you know, like recruit one of my cast members, like castmates. I could always recruit somebody and help me with that. You do the double pie, that. you know, where like someone turns around. You go, man, l- let me look at you. We need to get you cleaned up. And then another one, right? You turn around again. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, the old classic, as someone's coming out of a door, you have two people with pies and just right in the middle. Or when they're coming through the door and then the water, like, splashes right down on them. Oh, that's good. Oh, or the, um, there's a cla- another classic with the dry eraser for the chalkboard. Dr- it, you know, just drops dry straight eraser. down, and it just gets dust everywhere. Oh, oh, I got you. I had to think about that. I was like, dry eraser one? I, I don't know that one. Hmm. It's bad. I, I mean, because that one's like, brush up like a, a wild I got to brush up on my prank. Oh yeah. If we're gonna be Kool Aid buddies, we gotta you know, you gotta you gotta catch up. I do have to catch up. This is what this is what's gonna happen. You're going to you you know those like a thousand and one ways to blah blah blah. Like a thousand mm-hmm. and one jokes yeah. on your Twitter timeline, what you need to do now is like have like daily prank tweets. That would be perfect. Just like, here's a new prank you can try. There you go. And I'll have but, a few ones but, in there. Don't try this at home, but do. But when you do that, you then, you know, people might look at it and go, like, I wonder if you might do that to us. So you can't put any in there that you're willing to use. No, no, no. After I'm going to put some that I've already done. Oh, some you've already done. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got a large repertoire, as well as my mom's and my dad's repertoire to work with. So, a few of my parents I'm going to actually try and use on my own at some at some point. Because nice. they're just delicious pranks. <laughs> you, know, just pure, you know, just pure, like, good evil. Like, the good kind of evil where it's not like, oh my gosh, that, that person's maniacal. But the evil of like, oh, you're evil, that's so amazing, let's do it. Like, that type of thing. It should, the focus should change, go, it's, you're so evil, but it's, but you're so funny when you do it, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Not oh, like, yeah. you're so evil, you're so evil. You're so evil, you're good. Exactly. See? It's a conspiracy. See? Not just the hat rack, my friend. Oh, yes. I'm just, oh, yes. Really? I'm going to think. So, I'm going to think about, I'm going to think about pranks. You're going to get some Kool-Aid. 
and we are going to do a show again pretty soon, I'm sure. So let's make this happen again. That'd be great, yeah. Absolutely. And you'll have to come back and tell me how your Kool-Aid was. Oh, I will. I might pull a prank with Kool-Aid. Oh, nice. That just came to mind. That just came to mind. dunk somebody in that, like a big bug of Kool-Aid, just like dunk them right in the, like, right in there. Push them right in there. Oh, you know what would be so evil but good? Have a bit of Kool-Aid right next to a door so when people, like, come out, they step in it. Oh, that just be I evil. was thinking oh. more like it's like I was thinking more like if they put it in front of the door and the door opens towards them and you have mm-hmm. like this big bowl of Kool-Aid in front, they trip over it and they fall either face in it or butt in it. Oh yes. What would be oh oh just like have this, like you know just like a few trays of it so when they're trying to get over. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I, I feel so See? bad coming up with these. See? See, I'm a bad influence on you. I'm you a bad are, influence you on young people. You and your Kool-Aid-based pranks. It's it's the only way to live. <laughs> the only way to live. There it is. Kent and Duty, everybody. He'll be back on again. We'll be pranking and drinking Kool-Aid next time he's here. We'll let you know when that is. Follow him on Twitter. Cat and Jay Duty. Watch him on Shake It Up. Every Sunday, majority of the time it is on every Sunday, on mm-hmm. Disney Channel. Thank you very yeah. much, man. Thank you for having fun. me. I enjoyed our delightful banter. It was very delightful. I was going to agree with the banter part, but I would say it was more maniacal than delightful. It was delightful for us. Okay. I'll go with that one. <laughs> Agreed. Very true. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Take care. All right. Bye. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, baby. Cat and Duty from Disney Channel. Check it up. Make sure you check it out. Next week, Lucas Gravy will be on the show. Make sure you guys check that out, too. It was a fun interview that we did. I love talking to him. He was great. So make sure you guys check him out. All right? See you guys next week. My switchboard actually just cut out, so I'm not able to play out the outro. So, unfortunately, it's going to be a hard fade out. But make sure you guys come back on Tuesday, where we are joined by Jeff Jenkins of NBC's The Voice, followed by Curtis Prime from The Voice. We got two back-to-back The Voice contestants on our show. Love it. See you guys next week. Get the latest buzz with Buzz Radio. Bye.